The grace and peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Let's turn and greet one another. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church, especially if you're visiting with us today. We're so glad that you're here today. In each uh, pew, you'll notice that near the center, there is a friendship pad. We'd love to have you take it and fill it out. Let us know that you're here, whether you're a regular, whether you're here um, just for the first time. Love to know that you're here with us in worship. You can pass it to the far end of the row and then back again. In the bulletin, there is a connections, which is our newsletter of the, of the week of things that are going on. And you'll see on the front of it that in two weeks, in the afternoon, we're having a very special concert choir bells at four o'clock and it's going to be very unusual because it's going to be bluegrass and jazz and gospel music and just for the spirit of that we're starting with an ice cream social at three o'clock so i hope you can join us at that there is no charge for that and you'll see there's an extra place that you can park to over at the susie queue um, inside the connections Third Friday Clippers, their summer uh, picnic is going to be at Three Arch Bay this year. It's catered, and you can sign up for that today. Everyone is welcome to sign up for that. Something new, it's called Aww, Aww. At Home Aww. Hospitality Hour, and it's a chance to mix and get to know people. There are lots of you who are new in the congregation, so we'd love to have you, as well as the people who have been here for years and years, get to know one another. And it's hard to do on a Sunday morning. So we thought this would be a good way to just come and gather in a few homes. Information about the dates and, and locations is out at the table uh, um, on the patio, and you can sign up. There's no charge for that. Also, our adult education continues next week, our series on responding to God's mercy. It's a companion piece to our sermons through the book of Romans that we've been preaching through this year. And next Sunday, it will be Craig and Chelsea Williams talking about personal practices that lead to mercy and shalom. Next Sunday morning at 10. Also, next Sunday evening at 7, we have some special guests, Ibrahili and William Wizarwa. They, sur they survived the Rwandan genocide, and she now works with the Tumayini Children's Home, where some of us have sponsored children. So they are going to talk about both of those things next Sunday night at 7. Uh, some of you have asked how you can be supportive of the people in Nepal. And uh, our outreach committee suggests that you might want to channel those gifts through World Vision, and they have a way to help you do that. If you want to see them on the patio this week, they can help take your donation and channel it to World Vision for you. Also, uh, some of you attended our End of Life Wishes Adult Ed last week, and people say, now what do I do with, if I write this, where do I put it so that my family can find it? I know certainly in our family that's been something that's been hard to find when parents passed away. And a good possibility is that if you keep it at the church, they can, people can find it. So we are willing, if you have such things and you'd like us to keep them for you, if you, can, you can see that you can contact Leah in the office and she has a way to keep those on file for you so your family can find them by contacting the church. Today is a very special day and so we have a very special piece of liturgy for the day. It is Jerry Tankersley's birthday. <laughs>
Let us pray together. Eternal God, our Father, we rejoice this morning in the gift of life, which we have received by your grace, the new life that we have received through Jesus Christ. Give us your peace and spirit this morning that we may rejoice in your goodness to us, be thankful for your love, your mercy, and praise you for your presence in our lives. Be lifted up in this time of worship, we pray. Amen. Join with me in our call to worship from Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of light. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all say, Glory. In mystery and grandeur we see the face of God. In earthiness and the ordinary we know the love of Christ. In heights and depths and life and death the Spirit of God is moving among us. Let us praise God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand and sing together. open the eyes of my heart that I can see you this morning. We do see you.
We see you in the handshake. We see you in the eyes of a friend. We see you in the encouragement that we share with each other. We see you when we love each other and sing happy birthday as a part of the morning worship. For you are good. Holy Spirit, come and inspire us, warm our hearts. Amen. Church, let's be seated as we continue in worship and singing this song. Holy Spirit, breathe new life into us as you are doing. Come before the God of tenderness and love and offer our prayers of who we are and name those times when we have not responded to God's love. Let us pray in the silence. response this morning is Kyrie, Kyrie et liaison. Sing together. Kyrie, Kyrie Jesus Christ, the face of God to us. In you we see God's love reflected. Jesus Christ, peace from God to us. You bring reconciliation to the whole world. Jesus Christ, our life. 
You bring unity through your spirit poured out on us. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. Christ, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus Christ, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. We did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. In Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are forgiven. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Amen. Amen. to encourage you to open up your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 5. You will find the passage on page 155 in the New Testament portion of your pew Bible. Hear now God's word to us. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because... God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And then to Romans chapter 12, the verse we will be studying this morning. Chapter 12, verse 12. 
Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are well aware of all of the voices that we have heard throughout the week. Voices and words that have called for our attention. Some of those words have been encouraging, others discouraging. And as we gather here this morning, we long, we hunger, we thirst for your word that encourages us, builds us up in faith and hope and love. We need these words of yours this morning. Build us up in faith now, we pray, by your Holy Spirit, in the name of Christ. Amen. Recently, I received a phone call from a friend of mine. He called to ask if I would support him for a 22-mile journey. This is no ordinary 22-mile journey. On June 21st, he will participate in a stand-up paddle race from Catalina Island to San Pedro. Could you picture taking on such a challenge? I said, how long is that going to take? He said, anywhere from five to six hours. It depends on the weather. (laughs) There are several requirements to enter into this race. First of all, you, of course, have to pay a fee and fill out all the insurance papers. You need to have a support boat that will travel alongside for all 22 of those miles to the finish line. And you also must have a charity that you ask people to support. And so for this friend of mine, he is supporting International Justice Mission. It's one of the missions that we support as a church. That mission is committed to protecting the poor and freeing those who are enslaved. So thus, he's making phone calls this week. I asked him what he's been doing to prepare for this race. He said almost every morning, he's been driving down to Strand Beach in Dana Point. He lugs that heavy stand-up paddleboard all the way down to the water's edge, puts his board there, he backs up a little bit, does all of his stretches, gets on the board, he travels for five miles, gets back to the beach, does some core exercises. You need that midsection strong for 22 miles. Then he gets down on his knees and he prays. I asked him what challenges that he's faced so far. He said every now and then there's some interesting sea life out there. Sometimes this sea life gets uncomfortably close to his board. There was one time when these dolphins came just a few feet from his board. They started jumping over the front of his paddleboard, daring him to come and to play with them in the ocean. There was one day where it was just silent as could be, and then suddenly, 20 yards away, a whale breached out of the ocean in front of him. He said, you wouldn't believe how big those whales are, how scared I was. And then there's been some dark and dreary days where he's been paddling along and he could swear he sees something with a large fin just lurking underneath his board and his mind starts playing tricks on him. 
He said there's the weather, the challenge of the weather. If it's windy, it causes the waves to get choppy, and then you get these white caps that's difficult to paddle through, and then the current gets rough. And if the wind is going against you and the current is going against you, it causes all kinds of problems with energy. Speaking of that, he, he said that his body, some days he wakes up and he's ready to take on the world. He said there's other times that he wakes up and he just has to drag his body out of bed and he doesn't feel like paddling at all. He talked about the focus. He's been finding that if he keeps his eyes on the waves, if he keeps his eyes on the white caps, it saps him of his energy. But if he looks at the shoreline, and this is how he said it, Steve, if I look and concentrate on something solid... I find my energy builds up. I I have more endurance, and I'm ready to take it all the way to the finish line to stay the course. And last but not least, he shared his greatest concern. Can you guess what that is? Not finishing the race. I said, what are you going to do to make sure you finish the race? He said, well, there's three things. I'm really going to count on that support boat, all of my family and friends on that support boat. When I'm in that in-between time, just padding away and getting tired, I want them to root me on and challenge me and encourage me to keep going. He said, the other thing I'm going to do when I get tired, I'm going to start thinking about that charity and all the people that I'm raising money for to help them out. That is love. He said, you know what I'm really going to have to do is trust God to give me strength to take just one paddle at a time and keep me focused on what is solid. He said, my youngest son told me that if I get really tired and I want to give up, he's going to throw some raw meat behind my paddleboard. (laughs) (sighs) When the conversation was over, and of course I had committed to writing out a check, you know how it goes, I thought to myself, This sounds exactly like a a parable, a, a metaphor for our life of faith, doesn't it? Scripture time and time and time again talks about our walk with Christ not being a sprint. Scripture speaks about our life of faith being like a marathon, a 22 mile stand up paddle race, if you will. A race that we have learned over all this time that encompasses all kinds of challenges. There's struggles and failures. There's joys and victories. And along the way, at some of the most inopportune times, there's tribulation. We have found that as we're paddling along in life, there are days where we feel the wind is at our back. Don't you just love those days? feels like nothing can go wrong. The wind's behind your back and the current is in your favor and, and we are filled with energy. It feels like after each paddle, you have the strength to just dig in there and grab another cup full of water and just keep going. The weather is calm and cool. God is right in your sights. You can hear his voice. You hear the voice of all of those on the boat, your family and friends just rooting you on. And your eyes, your eyes are fixed on the finish line. The sea life even seems to be just nudging your board along. 
I love those days. Other times, we feel done before we started. <laughs> the wind and current is pushing us backwards. The heat of the day is sapping our strength. The boat alongside seems to be too far ahead or too far behind. Those voices we once heard, now they're getting faint. Sometimes we wonder if we can even hear God's voice. It may seem to be absent. We're concentrating on the white caps in the water, and we've forgotten what the finish line is all about. And to add to it, there are some days where we think we see this fin, this large fin, encircling our paddleboard. You ever had a day like that? Mama said there'd be days like this. In reality, as I sat there, I thought, probably most of us spend some time in the in-between time of those two different challenges. We can catch ourselves just plugging along. We tell ourselves in our head, well, I can just gut it out for another day, hoping somehow, some way that we can stay on course with God, keep up with all of our responsibilities with life. We tell ourselves, I'll just do it the best that I can. And let's admit it, folks, that kind of approach to life gets exhausting, doesn't it? Sometimes don't you just feel exhausted and question whether you can finish the race of faith? So I ask myself, as a follower of Jesus, and I ask us as followers of Jesus Christ, how can we live in such a way that we might stay the course with God, enjoy the in-between time, and keep our eyes fixed on the finish line? How can we do that in the way in which God intended? In just one verse, Paul sums that up for us. Now, I know he has the whole book of Romans supporting this one verse, but listen to this verse once again. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, persevere in prayer. When I first looked at that verse, I thought, that looks like three different commands. In fact, that looks like three different sermons that could be preached. The more I sat with that verse, the more that I prayed over that verse, I started to see the singleness of thought that Paul intended, I believe. Listen to it once again. I'm going to add a few words. As you approach each day, whatever the circumstance, be sure you rejoice in hope to be patient in tribulation, all the while you are faithfully persevering in prayer. You see the singleness of thought? Now with that verse, you have to ask yourself, what spurs this along? What starts it all? What is the hope that Paul is speaking of? Hope is the belief that things are going to get better. Hope is the belief that there is a brighter tomorrow, especially in the face of tribulation. And there's only one ground for that kind of hope. There's only one ground for true everlasting hope. And Paul tells us this is Jesus Christ. By all that Christ accomplished for us, by his life, 
death, and resurrection. By His Spirit, softening your heart, bringing you to faith in Jesus Christ. God has made you through Christ a child of God. Being a child of God, you belong to God the Father. There is no one who can snatch you out of God's hand. Being that we belong to God every single day, God has for us His good, sovereign care. I know it may not seem like that sometimes, but the Scripture promises us that God always has us in His good, sovereign care. We have been promised because we belong to God that every single one of God's promises, every single one of God's covenant promises is yes for us in Jesus Christ. That is hope. Paul tells us the glory of God, the culmination, the goal of our hope is that one day, hear this, because you're going to have to tell yourself this in the time of tribulation. One day, you, Christian, will see Jesus face to face. Do I hear an amen? amen? That's an amen. And we have to remind ourselves of that when we are in the midst of tribulation. So when tribulation comes your way, and it says to you, no, we look back through the power of God and we say all of God's promises are yes for me in Jesus Christ. And when that very hope is before our eyes as we are staying the course, Paul is saying, listen, as hope is before you, there is something that's going to bubble up in your life. It's going to dig deep down into your soul, and that very thing is joy. I'm not talking about happiness. That's surface stuff. Paul says there will be joy that's deep in your soul. And that is the thing. That is the very way you're going to make it through tribulation is by grabbing hold of that hope. Joy is deep down and you make your way through not by your own strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Left to ourselves, and left to myself, I am well aware of how I can approach tribulation out of my own strength. Maybe you can relate to this. We can get angry, resentful, we worry, we get anxious, we become really good at blaming other people for getting in the way of our happiness. And sometimes we allow that manipulative little voice in our head to take center stage and say no. That's the very time when Paul is saying in this verse that we must be fervent, constant in prayer because in prayer you are admitting you cannot live life on your own strength. In prayer, you are admitting, I can no longer be independent in this life. I must be dependent fully upon the grace and the strength and the joy that God provides because I can't make it in that in-between time without the strength that God provides. And prayer is the way to confess to God we need Him and He's promised He will be there. I don't know about you, and maybe I'm preaching to myself at this point. I get to the end of May, and I'm tired. 
I'm a pastor. I work with students. I have three sons of my own, all the responsibilities in my life. And I get tired. Then I start looking ahead to the summertime. Oh, no. It's going to kick up a notch. How in the world am I going to make it? And it's at that very time I have to remind myself of the hope of God in Jesus Christ. That His Spirit will give me the strength to take on today, today, and tomorrow, tomorrow. Maybe you've walked into this sanctuary this morning and you feel the wind at your back and things are going well. Praise God for that. Maybe there are some of you that have walked into the sanctuary this morning and you feel stagnant at a standstill. Maybe there's some of you who've walked in here this morning and you feel the wind and the current going against you. You feel like, you know, I've been taking one step forward and then it just seems like I'm being pushed back two steps. And I want to acknowledge there may be people here this morning who feel like the sharks are encircling your paddleboard. This morning, I want to be one of those persons on that boat calling out to you, with the hope of Christ. Jesus Christ, He lived, He died, and He rose for you. The faith that you have in your heart has come from His Holy Spirit. That faith will not leave you. You are a child of God. You belong to God. Every single one of God's promises, every single one of God's covenant promises is yes for you in Jesus Christ. And one day, Christian, one day, the goal of your hope will come to fruition and you will see Jesus face to face. Amen? Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith together from the words of Paul in Romans chapter 8. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Amen. You may be seated. I can invite the ushers to come forward as we give of our tithes and offerings.
God, we can sing this song and praise your name because we have each in our own experience of life discovered that it is well with our souls, that we can trust ourselves, body and soul, into your care, that your mercy sustains us and guides us and promises to lead us into safe port in the fullness of time. So we ask that our giving this morning may be used to bring hope to uh, encourage people in times of suffering. This morning we are reminded to pray for those in authority over us, and so we remember the family of our Vice President, Joe Biden, and the loss of his son, Beau. Man who knows what it is to lose a wife and a child and to suffer in, in many ways. And again, we pray for our Secretary of State, John Kerry, uh, in this bicycle accident he's had in this very trying time of seeking to negotiate peace. Help us to pray for our nation as we seek to navigate these stormy waters in our collective life. So as, this morning as we come to your table, our hearts are filled with thanksgiving that you have sustained our lives, that you nurture our souls, and you've empowered us to be at this place and this time through all the mysteries of our life journey. You are present with us, and nothing can separate us from your love. We present these offerings. Use them to bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
This is a table of grace. This is a table of hope. As we approach this table, we are reminded of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who sustains us in his good, sovereign will. We see the bread that reminds us of his body that was given for us on the cross. And we see the wine that reminds us of his blood that was shed upon the cross to forgive us of our sins and reconcile us with our God and Father. Christ invites us to come to this table that he might feed us and give us that grace and hope we need. Let us pray. We thank you, holy and faithful God, for in the beginning your words summoned light and creation dawned. You created us in your image. You gave us breath and speech that all the living might find a voice to sing your praise and to celebrate the creation that you called good. When our sin had scarred the world, you entered into covenant to renew the whole creation. As a shepherd tenderly guides the flock, you embraced a people as your own and filled them with a longing for peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. From them, you raised up Jesus, your son, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He healed the sick, though he himself would suffer. He offered life to sinners, though death would hunt him down. And with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms and surrendered his spirit. Death could not bind him, for you raised him up and exalted him as Lord over all. Come now in this bread and cup, by your life-giving spirit to meet us, and to feed us with your very self. Grant that all who share the body and blood of Jesus Christ may be one in him and may remain faithful in love and hope until the day when we gather together around your throne and at your great banquet table. Until that day, we pray as you have taught us, saying, Our Father, Father who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me. In like manner, after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We worship the Lord this morning. Our elders will come and serve with us, and our ushers will bring you a row at a time to the front. We ask you to take a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, commune, and prayerfully return to your seats down the side aisles. Let us worship the Lord. There is so 
We trust that God will give us the strength we need for today. We trust that God will give us the strength we need for tomorrow, tomorrow. We trust that through Jesus Christ, by God's Spirit, that He will keep our eyes on that which is solid, Jesus Christ. And we trust that He does all that work for us by His Holy Spirit. And so from the words of the Apostle Paul, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you this week. Amen. Thank you.